0: Dear friends, let us gather our hearts together in prayer. Dear God, we thank you for your word, which brings our souls to life. And in the midst of my words now, may each of us and all of us hear your deep calling to our deep drawing us into relationship, into that joined space with you. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. As a college senior, back in 1985, I was flown to Washington, D.C. from Indiana as one of the three finalists for an internship with the Secretary of Education. And before leaving, I bought a suit and I asked my profs at Goshen College for any wisdom they might have for me. And one mentor shared four mysterious words with me that I'd never heard before, but that were apparently quite common for earlier Mennonite generations. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. No one had ever said that to me before. I landed in DC right in the middle of the Reagan years and I soon discovered that I had made the short list for this position not because I had an amazing resume but because I had of something that I had done almost as a an afterthought you see I had asked richard luger conservative Republican senator from my home state of Indiana for a letter of recommendation, which was then written and sent in by one of his staffers. And in my D.C. interviews, I was questioned again and again about my core identity, especially (laughs) about what party I belong to, And all of my vague answers about, well, I prefer to vote for candidates based on their individual merits, uh, these vague answers pleased absolutely no one. And I was soon flying home (laughs) without an internship. But those four words, remember who you are, stayed with me like a mysterious riddle or cohen. And I recall wondering back in 1985, how could I ever remember who I was if that was something I wasn't really sure about? You see, back then I was a young man restlessly trying on one identity after another. Maybe you did as well. For me, it was being a draft non-registrant, then being a college rule breaker, and then being a big city yuppie. And it was only as I began to feel the magnetic pull of God's love, of deep calling, God's deep calling to my deep, that I finally began to discover who I really was. And it was only then that my core identity could finally begin to stabilize. In our gospel reading today, we find ourselves standing beside the Jordan River. Sunlight is bouncing off the water and dancing on our faces. And as Jesus comes up from his baptism, the heavens open and the spirit descends upon him like a dove and a voice from heaven reminds him of who he really is. You are my son, the beloved with you I am well pleased. It is a scene of exquisite communion unfolding within the life of God, the Creator blessing, the Spirit descending, and the Son receiving. Jesus comes to fully share in our human life. So that we might fully share in this life of God that we see in this scene. God's compassion, mutuality, generosity, justice, and loving kindness. And as Jesus will later say, as you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may our followers also be in us. you see it? We too are invited to hear God telling us that we are a beloved child of God and that we belong in God's family. And friends, communicating this core identity, our belovedness to God, is the most precious gift we can any ever give to any other person, to help them finally discover who they really are. Indeed, it is our rock solid identity of being a child of God that makes possible all of our work then of turning away from our illusions and sins and addictions. It's what gives us the courage to let go of everything that is untrue or false or racist or unjust, to go deeper into our relationship with God. Let me tell you a story. The African-American Christian mystic Howard Thurman, who died back in 1981, had a grandmother who grew up as an enslaved woman in the South. Her life was transformed one day when an enslaved preacher came to speak at their secret church and told her something that transformed her life. He said to her, you are not a slave. You are not what your master calls you. And then he used the N-word. No, 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 no. This is not who you are. Who you really are is a child of God. That's who you are. And Thurman said that when we finally... Discover our bedrock identity that we are infinitely loved and treasured by God, then nothing, nothing, and nobody can ever conquer or humiliate or destabilize us ever again. You are a beloved child of God. Parents and grandparents, what if you were to whisper those words into the ears of your children every night when you tuck them in? Friends and mentors and spouses, what if we were to steadily communicate this belovedness to all of our loved ones? And what if we were to remember this whenever we're relating to some difficult pain in the you-know-where person? In the midst of whatever difficult conversation we have, to breathe quietly, you are a beloved child of God. Why? Because, folks, that's who they really are. This past year, during some of the most terrifying times of pandemic and of racist violence, my family was watching one episode after another at night of Queer Eye. If you've never watched it, it's a show about five gay men who show up at your door. (laughs) <laughs> to do a complete overhaul of your home, your wardrobe, your grooming, your diet, and your world outlook. And our daughter Jasmine often threatened to nominate me for one of their next much needed overhauls. <laughs> Uh, she got a little discouraged when I said, I thought, Well, that's a great idea, do it. I think, I think what I found most profound about the show, especially in our age of nastiness, is the profound loving kindness with which these five men go about their work, bringing dignity to every person they're with but friends over the course of their five seasons and we watched all five seasons there's one topic that came up quite often the deep pain caused by the church by us by us to LGBTQ people, making them feel that they were somehow outside the circle of God's love. And there's one especially poignant episode where the the Fab Five, as they are called, show up to the door of a gay pastor in Philly. And as they talk with this pastor, this pastor shares about the deep self-hatred that he still carries in his soul after growing up gay in the church. And there's one unforgettable scene where they minister to this minister and call him a child of God. And in that holy moment, As this pastor is reminded of who he really is, you can see something shift within him. It brought tears to me that night, and it still does today. Friends, these past couple weeks, I've been greatly blessed to be reading Jim Lapp's wonderful new memoir called, (laughs) Remember Who You Are. And again and again, dear Jim asks, who am I? Who am I? And he spends much of his book exploring the question of his core identity which, of course, has been our focus here as well. Friends, during this season of Lent, our theme of deep calls to deep is inviting us to listen for the holy whisper of God as we follow Jesus toward his cross and resurrection. And along the way, we are being invited to let go of absolutely everything that is false or true, untrue or unjust. And to allow Jesus to restore and restabilize our core identity as a beloved child of God. Friends, that's who we really are. And never forget it. Never forget it. Amen.